So today, as I woke up, I started thinking about the podcast because this is the second podcast of my life, which means I've already done it once. So I'm kind of experienced, but hey, <laughs> it doesn't go that quickly, do it? But I was actually thinking that being a parent is the greatest joy of my life. When I was young, I wanted to have like 12 kids. Seriously, I really wanted a lot of kids. Uh, thankfully, I adjusted over the years, and um, but I wanted more kids than three. Still, three children are amazing. It's a good number. I'm feeling really blessed. And also today, as I was thinking about the joy and the happiness and the peace and the fulfillment and the love that's within being a parent, I was also thinking about how hard it is. Because being a parent is freaking hard work. I don't know if you've experienced it either by being a parent or by having parents, which can also be pretty hard, but it's work. And so I remembered all of these times when I lost my temper. I don't know if you can relate, but sometimes I, it's just like my kids, they, they, they go on my nerves. It's like, <clears throat> and I just want them to, I don't know, to be somewhere else or to get over whatever it is. And especially when they were young and they could have all these, you know, like my, my oldest daughter once when we were in the shop and she was, she wanted a lollipop. Uh, she was around two, three years old too, I think. Yeah. Three. No, sorry. She was three years old and she wanted this lollipop. And you know, when I say no, it's no. Of course, now my kids are grown up. We can talk, they can explain things and I do do mistakes. So I can say, okay, I can change my mind and say, I'm sorry or whatever. But she was not going to get that lollipop, right? And these, this is one of the moments I'm actually proud of. Because of my education and because of me knowing what was best for her, uh, as she started crying because she wanted that lollipop, uh, she, she lay down on the floor, her body was stiff, and, and she was just laying, lying there like a piece of wood, screaming. And I, I looked at her and I was thinking to myself, what do I do? What do I do? And I could notice people starting looking at me. And I don't know if you felt that ever, but it's kind of embarrassing. It's like I felt uncomfortable. I wanted to look somewhere else. And I had these thoughts of, gosh, what are people going to think about me now? Oh, they probably think I'm a terrible mom. And I could see that, or at least that's how I interpreted them. Some of them looking quite annoyed, like, oh, can't you just give her that lollipop so she, qu she keeps quiet? Because we were in line and we were like... Yeah, there was a lot of people in front of me. Actually, I'm thinking about it right now. Why didn't they just let me go in front of them if it bothered them that much? Hmm, never thought about that before. But anyway, I was standing there. One minute went by, another minute went by. And when you stand there like that, being very conscious about all the people looking at you, oh, for me, it felt awful. I felt like a bad mom. I felt like I had let down the society because my daughter was laying there on the floor screaming because she wanted candy. And so what did I do? 
Well, I leaned over and I was going to be this balanced, calm, perfect mum. And so I, I put my hand on his cheek and I stroked and I said, honey, you, you are not going to get a lollipop so you can stop crying. Do any of you guys think that she was like, oh, okay. No, of course she didn't. She cried even louder. And I was like, is this possible? Where does this noise come from? How can that tiny body have such a volume? Oh, and I was like, but there is no freaking way that she's going to get that lollipop. I've said no, and I mean it. So what I did was, as the line moved forward, was that I picked her up. Remember, she was stiff like a piece of wood, like a tree, like, yeah, well, anyway. And I, I just placed her under my arm, resting her body on my hip. That's something that women can do. Men would struggle a little bit. But I rested her body on my hip. Her head was in front of me. Her legs were behind me. And she was there, stiff, screaming out loud. And I was thinking to myself, this is awful. What kind of a mom am I? Why can't I reach through to her to be able to talk to her and give her what she needs? And so as I was standing there, we moved forward. I put the grocery on. She was screaming. People were looking at me. One woman smiled at me and I can remember I just felt the compassion from her and I just felt like, whew, there's one person in here who actually gets me. That felt amazing. But I was, well, I just did what I had to do. So I put the grocery through, I paid for them, I put them in the bag, remember, with my left hand because my daughter was on my right hip, under my right arm. I put everything back into the basket, I got it into the car, and <laughs> as I was going to put her into her car seat, I actually, I had to wait for a little while because she was so stiff and so angry and so upset that uh, she wouldn't sit down. She was like this stiff piece of wood and I couldn't just push her. That would be painful to her. And so, and as I remember the seat she was in now, I realized she was around two years old, so she wasn't that big. Well, <laughs> oh, and then I talked to her. When she calmed down, I was like, Julia, I don't ever want you to do this again. And I was quite strict because I had felt embarrassed. I felt like she had put me out there. And I kind of knew that I had to stay calm and loving and caring. It was hard, though. It was hard. And so what I learned later, which explained everything about how it is, why we can't get through to them, is something called the window of tolerance. I don't know if you've ever heard about it. I love the concept um, and I'm going to try to explain it even though I should have like made a draw or something. Drawing. <laughs> a draw. <laughs> I should have made a drawing or something so that you could see what it was like. But anyway, um, picture that we have something that you can call the window of tolerance. Whenever you are inside of that window emotionally, you are in control. When you are inside of that window, uh, your logical sense works perfectly fine. Uh, you're able to give and receive information. You can make decision based on logical um, reasoning. And being inside of your window of tolerance is where we were supposed to be all the time. Whenever we 
uh, have anxiety, fear, anger, um, like taking over, it means that we are outside of this window of tolerance, which means that our captain is gone. Uh, if you can imagine that in the front of our brain we have this captain, it's, this is figuratively speaking, of course, and the captain is kind of a logical uh, mind, which can control things, which can uh, make decisions, which can calm us down, explain things to us, be like rational, right? And that is actually a very good place to be because things make sense and we are in control. But sometimes things happen that trigger something in us or that just create so strong emotional feelings that we move outside of this window of tolerance. And um, that's when things are starting to get fun <laughs> or not. It, no, it's never fun, actually, never. Because you can have a lot of emotions and still be inside of your window of tolerance, which means that you, to you, you tolerate it. You can, you can carry it. You are still functioning. You can still think. But when you are outside of your window, um, the captain, he just leaves the ship. The logic is shut down. It's like when your emotions go up, your intelligence goes down, right? And if your emotions takes over... Well, the intelligence, the, the, the logic, the captain just left the ship, went for a vacation. And for me, uh, I have different things that trigger me. If I'm tired, my window of tolerance is smaller, right? Uh, if someone treats me really bad and it reminds me of when I grew up and got really bullied, then my window of tolerance is tiny and I'm outside straight away. And then there are two ways you can go when you go out of your window of tolerance. You can either go up above it, which makes you um, really highly activated, uh, talking fast, uh, confusion, a lot of energy, a lot of movement, a lot of sound, maybe. Uh, you have some of these if you go up, but there is no, there is no, you do things that you don't normally would do. Like some people, um, who think that I would never hit my child, uh, if you, if you, <laughs> it might be not you, uh, if someone who's, who's made that pledge uh, find themselves outside of the window of tolerance, they can actually slap a child even though they logically would never do so. Because the window, it, they're just out of it. The captain's gone. And so uh, that's also what happens with a child. Their window... <laughs> sometimes is very tiny, especially if a child is tired, if it's hungry, if it feels like it hasn't been given enough attention, because children have needs. Children always do the best they can. Uh, you know, they want to please us. They want to be accepted. They want to be loved. They are like us. There are no children that rebel just because they want to rebel. Uh, that's kind of a huge thing. When I read the science behind this rather new theory and how well documented it was, I was amazed. Children always do their best, which is quite, of diff quite different from what they used to say before, that children are spoiled, they just want to ruin things, they just want to sabotage our happiness, or they just want to enjoy us, annoy us. They don't. Children always try their best. 
And so <laughs> when my little girl was on the floor screaming of frustration and grief and anger because she wanted that sweet was she then inside her window of tolerance or outside she was way 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 out of that window because to her not getting that sweet was well because she wanted it and and that was one thing she felt it was not fair because it was there right in front of her eyes like na 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 and then she 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 wasn't supposed to have it and she felt probably probably felt you know i couldn't ask her because i didn't know about this but she might have felt that i didn't care that i didn't love her because in her mind she wasn't able to understand that it was not healthy for her that it wasn't good for her that this was a shop that you actually have to buy it that it wasn't there to tease her so many things that a 2-year-old cannot understand and so you can't talk to her i couldn't get through to her at that point because a 2-year-old way outside of their window of tolerance where is the logic where is the intelligence where is the captain he went for a vacation or he ran one out of two either way he's not there so i had to wait for her to calm down in order to reach through to her so one key at the end today because i was planning on not having this podcast uh, last like forever is if you as a mum or a dad or a son or a daughter or actually generally in life if you find yourself to be easily annoyed or easily scared um that you have a shorter temper than normally that you uh, um are easier to get um, emotional then those are signs of your window of tolerance being smaller than normal and in order for you to keep your captain <laughs> in place being able to control yourself being able to relax and enjoy life you actually need to figure out why this window is small or at least find the ways necessary to make it bigger because you want a huge window of tolerance this is one of the things we work with when we work with children and people who have gone through huge traumas because if if anyone has gone through a trauma the window of tolerance is tiny and it, it it's just it's just like the smallest things will bring them straight out of the window uh and so find the ways necessary to keep your window large big oh yeah right i said there were two ways you can go out of your window one was going over and then the other way <laughs> which tends to be my way uh whenever something happens i go under i go under my window i freeze i get completely numb uh i can't make a decision i can't take action uh i can't run i just i just want to lay down and just be there I lose all my energy. Um I feel like I don't want to get up. Um I get anxious. I get all these thoughts of and depending how far I let it go before I kind of pick me up. I've never I haven't been this far in years. But for me, it would look like if I really pushed it, it would look like a burnout. 
So, because I was really seriously ill uh, several years ago, and um, that was actually my window of tolerance, being so tiny that even sound would get me out of it. And I would go straight down, lose all the energy, lose all the power in my body. Uh, it was hard even to get up. And um, so I hope you got something out of this. Um, take care of yourself. Whoever you are who listen to this, you are valuable. Because your worth doesn't come from what you do. It comes from who you are and that you are. You have been created. You exist on this planet. <laughs> you are a human being. And by, um, by fulfilling those, you have value. There are no one more valuable or less valuable than others. So you actually deserve to have a good life. You deserve to have a huge window of tolerance. You deserve to have the best life ever because you are and you are loved and so yeah hopefully later in other podcasts I'm going to share techniques or tricks or how to get uh, a bigger window of tolerance um, I'll also talk more about it because it's one it's one of the passions because if you realize why your child is acting the way it is and you realize that actually I can't talk to her or him right now because they won't even notice what I'm saying, then you will be able to, first of all, you get some time to get yourself into your window. If you're out of it, I could get out of it a lot when my kids were, were fighting and yelling and, well, yeah, just being kids. Um, and, uh, and you can wait until your child gets into their tolerance window again and then talk to them. So by that being said, I just have to say, take care, you're loved, and uh, yeah, I'm sending you a kiss. Bye.